Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Beginnings Church Online for this weekend. Today, we start our series for the month of July entitled Songs of Summer. And what we'll do for the next four weeks is we'll take a song, one of the worship songs that we, we have been doing, one of the more recent songs, and I will take the message and base it upon the lyrics of that song. And so that when we worship with that song, we'll have a little deeper understanding of the lyrics and be able to connect some, some scriptures uh, from the Word of God to kind of enhance that worship experience. And, and I hope that you're going to enjoy this series as much as I enjoy teaching this type of a series. You know, a few years ago, I remember hearing of a certain man who had been given a glimpse of heaven. He was literally translated to heaven and spent a specific time there uh, touring heaven. And actually, an angel was assigned to him to bring him around to certain different places in heaven. As they walked around, the man heard songs being sung, and he told the angel, well, we, we sing that song on earth. And yes, the angel said, but it originated here in heaven first. You see, there are certain songs that have a stronger anointing on them than others. Those songs came right from heaven. They originated there, and they have a purpose attached to them. And you may be thinking right now, if you think about songs that, that have been introduced to the church over the past six to eight to nine months, some of these songs have a tremendous anointing upon them. And you can look back now and go, okay, I realize why we're singing that song because of the times we're in right now. Realize why God had this other song uh, inspired into the heart of, of the writer to prepare us for the times that we're in right now. So, so I want you to understand that uh, there are certain songs that, Maybe you have a, an emotional attachment to because they took place. So those, there was something that took place in your life while you were introduced to that song. And so there's an attachment there, an emotional attachment, a testimony of what God has done in your life. So we hope that you enjoy this series as we, we launch it uh, today. And this week we are featuring the song Remembrance. It's a song that we uh, use traditionally on our communion uh, weekends. In Luke chapter 22, verse 19, Jesus said, it says that he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The lyrics to the song start out. I take the bread of life broken for all my sin. Your body crucified to make me whole again. Jesus referred to himself as the bread of life, the very thing that sustains mankind. He is the word made flesh. When he broke the bread during that last supper, he was symbolically sacrificing his own body as were the lambs that had been slain and sacrificed for hundreds of years in the temple in Jerusalem. He was making that connection between himself and this bread. Again, the song says, his body crucified to make me whole again. Uh, you can't sing that song without being reminded of that great foundational scripture located in Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4. 
Surely he took, he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Verse 6 goes on to say, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each one has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. All of our sin, all of our tendency to sin was put upon the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross. Remember, remember, you know, as the song says, remembrance. Remember that Jesus took upon himself all of your sin, all of our shame, all disease, all sicknesses, all abnormalities, our emotional trauma. And by the wounds that he suffered as payment, we have been healed. We remember this. The song goes on to say, I will recall the cup poured out the sacrifice to trade this sinner's end for your new covenant. Again, Luke chapter 22 and verse 27. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The remission of sin. The blood of Jesus Christ is the most powerful substance in the universe. It, it, not just in, in, our, in, our, in our universe our, that's seen, the natural universe, but also the most powerful substance in every realm that exists, in the realm of the spirit, the realm of the natural. By it, by the blood of Jesus, your sins, my sins have been washed away. They've been, we've been cleansed. And the, trans, and, and, and the believer is transformed because of the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot forget the blood. We cannot minimize the, important of the, the importance of the blood. We cannot minimize what Jesus endured in order for that blood to be shed for us. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Our relationship is, even our relationship is based on the blood of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus, his son, it cleanses us from all sin. I want to read that again to you. I want you to see the importance of this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We're in relationship with one another because of what Jesus has done. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Cleanses us. Cleanses us. There was an old song that we used to sing many years ago. Some of you may be familiar with it. It's one of the classic hymns. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When we remember the suffering that he endured for that blood to be released from his body, that blood was contained within the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, flowing through his veins, just like your blood, my blood flows through our veins. Think about this. That blood had to be shed. That blood had to come out of his body. That blood had to be released. And there's only one way to do it. Through the suffering. Through the passion. What we call the passion of Christ. The passion of our Messiah, our Savior. What he endured. The suffering. That deep level of, of, of just... It's not enough to just say, well, let's just, 
insert a, 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 like an IV like today to make that blood available. No, there had to be suffering. There had to be suffering because there had to be payment for sin. And I think sometimes we take it for granted what Jesus endured on the cross. In order for that spotless blood, that pure blood, that blood of God to be released onto this earth. Even as the lambs for hundreds of years, over a thousand years, they would be slaughtered so that their blood could be spilled and placed on the altar in that temple in Jerusalem to cover the sins of many. But Jesus comes on the scene. And it's not just a covering. It's an eliminating of our sin. Our sin nature has been eliminated in the eyes of God because of the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. The blood was poured out in order to initiate the new and everlasting covenant. See, in the Old Testament, as I talked about just a moment ago, in the Old Testament, sins were covered. The blood of the sacrifice would cover a sin, but it did not change the nature of the individual. It did not change the nature of the sinner. It merely covered the sinner. That blood was poured out in order to initiate the new and everlasting covenant. The Old Testament was fulfilled at the cross and a new and better covenant with better promises was introduced into the world, introduced into, into, into the experience of mankind. And it was activated when Jesus said, it is finished. Hebrews chapter eight, verse six. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. We're talking about what Jesus is doing now in eternity. He fulfilled his mission on the earth. He came, he revealed God to people who have forgotten about him. Died on the cross, was buried in the grave, rose, rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven. And now the Bible tells us by revelation of the Holy Spirit, that he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also a mediator, the mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Verse 10 of that same chapter says this, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. This is a, a prophecy from the Old Testament from the book of Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach, teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. Verse 12, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. That is a new and better promise. Now, it was prophesied, it was predicted, it was foretold back in the Old Testament. We're talking about the time before Jesus came to the cross. But we now live in the fulfillment of that. We live in a new, we need to remember, we need to remember that we now live in a new and better covenant that's based on better promises. The better promise is this. My sin is no longer clinging to me. My sin now has been wiped away from me by the blood of Jesus and I have now been placed in a position of right standing with the Father, a position of righteousness. When he sees me, when he sees you, when our Father in heaven sees us, he relates to us as if we'd never sinned. That is an awesome promise and we're so grateful for that. Under the old covenant, a person's nature could not change. You merely got a, a life insurance policy for another year. You're covered. 
But nature did not change. Our sin nature did not change. It's only under the new covenant that our sins are washed away. Our old nature is gone, and we become new creations in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Thank God for that reality. Thank God for the reality of being a new creation in Christ Jesus. The song goes on to say, I'll walk salvation's road with fear and trembling. Your way born as my own, as Christ is formed in me. So now this song is talking about our journey now, this adventure that we're on. From the moment that we say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you are the Messiah that's to come to the world. I believe that you went to the cross and died on my behalf and paid for my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. From that point in time, we, we begin this great journey, this great experience with God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Part of our salvation is a journey of renewing our minds to the Word of God. In reality, our spirit, your spirit, my spirit, has been made perfect in the moment of salvation. Perfect in God's sight. But our souls need to be rewired. Our souls need to be retrained to think, to talk, to act in line with the Word of God. And it's a journey. It's a progression. It does not happen overnight. And it continues until the time that we take our last breath and then we step into eternity with Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Therefore my, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What, what is the scripture saying? The scripture is not saying that we work and gain and buy and purchase our salvation. No, he's saying, work it out now. Now that you've received salvation, now that you are righteous in the sight of God, now that you are born again, your spirit now, is made perfect in the sight of God. But now, work it out in your soul. In other words, allow what you've experienced in your spirit to come from your spirit and to now affect your soul, your mind, your will, your emotion, your decision-making, your lifestyle and conduct of lifestyle. He's saying, allow now the word of God, that precious word of God, that powerful word of God. Allow that now to begin to shape you and to mold you and to train you and to retrain the way you think and to renew your mind so that your perspective on life is not the old perspective you had before you met Jesus Christ. It is now the perspective based on the word of God, thinking like God thinks, speaking like God, think, like God does, and conducting yourself the way God does. That is the journey that we're on. Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, has made a way for us, not only to go to heaven, but also to experience the reality of the new creation here and now through the word of God. The word of God trains me. The word of God influences my soul. The word of God causes me to see things differently. The word of God, based on, based on the heart of the Father, based on the fact that God is love, teaches me what true love is teaches me how to love others, teaches me, instructs me, and, 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 and wants me to develop the mindset 
that, that it comes very natural to me to be able to walk in love with somebody, to be able to walk in forgiveness, to be able to have compassion on others, to be able to, 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 to empathize and to be able to represent the kingdom of God here on earth to those that are broken who have never experienced it before. So we remember that because of Jesus, our damaged soul doesn't need to stay damaged anymore. We remember that at the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took all of our emotional and our mental pain upon himself and then took it to the cross. And by his wounds, we are healed. Remember that he is the one who restores our soul. That restoration of soul is, is that journey of working out your salvation with fear and trembling, with, with reverence, with awe. I, I, I don't know if this happens to you, but there's times sometimes I'll, I'll catch myself and realize, uh, wow, I'm not reacting to a situation the way I've reacted before. I'm not, I'm not ready to just jump on a, a situation out of anger. Uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll be taken back. I'm like, Lord, I... I I, I have such a reverence for you now. I, I have such a, an awe of what you're doing in my life because in the past, I would just jump all over that situation. But do you start to see God working? And I know that you've experienced it yourself in your own life and, and, and maybe different, different circumstances, but you, 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 every once in a while, you, you pull back and say, wow, God's really, God's really working things out in my life. He's helping me. He's shaping me. He's molding me. The word of God comes up on the inside. When you're, when you're starting to react a certain way, all of a sudden the word of God will come up on the inside and you'll, and you'll realize, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the way the word tells me I should be responding to this situation. And that word becomes a thing now that starts to wash you and, and change your mind and starts to get your mind thinking differently. And I hope you, I hope you understand that. That is the journey of working out our salvation. With, with fear, with reverence and honor, and trembling, with, with, with just, just, just a sense of awe at how spectacularly the Holy Spirit will work in your soul when you let him. We don't have to say damaged. We don't have to hurt others because we've been hurt. We can allow the Holy Spirit through the word of God and that intimate relationship with him will help us, will strengthen us emotionally, will cause us to, to respond and react very differently to situations that before would just trigger us. And I hope you're having that experience. The song goes on to say, if ever I should lose my way, if ever I deny your grace, remind me of the price that you paid. Man, that is such a restrainer. That is such a help. When, when we're tempted to sin, when we're tempted to go in the wrong direction, when we're tempted to miss the mark, as, as New Testament definition of sin is, missing the mark, there's something about remembering what Jesus suffered, what he endured. And I, and I don't bring this out to, to bring guilt or condemnation, but awareness. If we will constantly remind ourselves of, wow, Jesus suffered physical pain, emotional pain. He suffered spiritually. He suffered all those things so that I could become a new creation in him so that I could come back into relationship with my father in heaven. I think that would pull us back from the edge. If ever I should lose my way, if ever I deny your grace, remind me of the price you paid. Remember 
that our Savior is also our shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd who leaves the 99 that are doing good and goes after the one that has strayed away. If ever I should lose my way, if ever I deny your grace, remind me the price that you paid. And remember that grace is not a one-time event, but a continuous process throughout our lives. And it's his grace that causes us to grow and to mature. It's the grace of God. The grace of God is just not a, a Band-Aid that I put on my, on my sin when I've fallen into sin. Oh, well, God, you know, your grace is towards me. I, I come, according to Hebrews 4.16, I come to receive mercy and to obtain grace to help in time of need. Yeah, that's, that's, a, wonderful, that's a wonderful facet of grace. But the grace of God It means so much more than that. The grace of God is to be an empowerment that stops you and I from drifting, that stops you and I from straying away, that stops you and I from getting involved back in the sin that used to plague us so much. And that grace of God is revealed to us through the word of God. In Acts chapter 20, the apostle Paul is leaving the area of Ephesus. He's, he's saying goodbye to groups of pastors that, that he's appointed in the churches that he established, and he believes he's never going to see them again. And so, so we have recorded for us uh, Luke, the apostle who wrote the book of Acts, records for us in detail this farewell speech that the apostle Paul gave to his pastors before he leaves the area of Ephesus. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. So now, brethren, Paul is speaking to these people. I commend you to God, and listen to the wording very closely, and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. What is that scripture saying? Paul's saying, I commend you to God Almighty. And to the word of his grace, the word of God, which is able to edify you, build you up, strengthen you, equip you, empower you, and also to give you an inheritance among all those that are sanctified. In other words, that we all together would experience all the promises of God that are made available to every single one of us, that not one person would be left outside of the promises of God, but that we would all step into that inheritance that we have as children of God. The song goes on to say, hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. I'll live in remembrance. Could you imagine what our lives would be like if we lived every day in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us? When we will live in remembrance of what he has suffered on our behalf. If we will live in remembrance of that which he's made available to us. He took us out of the garbage heap that our life was. And he placed us on a solid rock. And he placed us in a position of righteousness with God Almighty. If we would remember that, we would live differently. And then the song goes on to say, you've been so good to me. And he has. He's been so good to us. Even on our worst day. He's been, so, he's been better to us than we could ever be to ourselves. If it weren't for you, the song goes on to say, to think where I would be if it were not for you. I can't even imagine what my life would be like right now. I, can, I, can, I, I doubt very much if I would, be, I would have been alive these past 30 years. 
if it weren't for him. If he had not intervened in my life, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way, think about the time when he intervened in your life, when he stepped into your life, when he sent someone to speak to you. He sent someone to pray for you. He got involved in your life. He didn't let you just keep walking, just, just heading towards the end of a cliff. He stopped you. He intervened in your life. There was a certain place of intersection where he met you there. Think about your life, what it would be like if it wasn't for him. We're so grateful and so thankful. And we need to stir that gratitude up on the inside of us. You know, we're living in crazy times. We're living in times of turmoil. We're living in times of so much uncertainty. There's people walking around in confusion, chaos. But if we'll remind ourselves, if we'll put ourselves in remembrance of all that he's done for us, how good he's been to us, it would shake us. It would bring us some stability. It would shake us out of that fog and cause us to have an attitude of thanksgiving to our Heavenly Father, to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who went to the cross on our behalf. And because of him, the Holy Spirit of God lives on the inside of each and every one of us, leading us, guiding us, directing us, comforting us, empowering us, equipping us, He's been so good to us. So good to us. Think about that today. The goodness of God as it's been poured out into our lives. I pray that the song Remembrance causes you to remember the goodness of God even now. David in the psalm said that I would experience the goodness of God in the land of the living here and now. I don't want to have to wait till I get to heaven to experience the goodness of God. I want to experience the goodness of God now. And I want to display gratitude and thanksgiving now. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. I pray that it causes you to stir up your remembrance once again. And I pray that the song, Remembrance, would bring you to that place of thanksgiving and bring you to that place of gratitude. I pray blessing over your life, blessings of safety and protection, blessings of provision and favor, blessings of a soul restored, damage repaired, hearts healed, so we can serve this awesome God and touch other people's lives the way that he's touched us. God bless you. Pray that this has been a blessing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.